G'day, and welcome to Feed for Thought, a regular podcast from Pioneer covering everything from farm systems to crops and products and much, much more. Hi folks, uh, I'm Wade Bell and with me again today is Ian Williams and Matt Daly. So uh, welcome to, to all the listeners out there and this podcast we're going to have a chat about the age-old message. It feels like an age-old message and I've only just started here <laughs> of it's not too late to plant maize. Uh, now we've had some chat uh, internally and our marketing department are all over this stuff. They love to roll this message out. Ian, you'd be familiar with that. They uh, they repackage the same thing year on year on year. What's the, what's the story? You've been around I, I, a lot. Be, I expect I've been one of the copywriters for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Probably due to write an article. Yeah. Huh? Oh, that's right, yeah. exactly. Uh, look, it, it is it is something which we here every single year and um the reality is is that it's is that it's not too late to plant maize this year uh look we've done exactly that at home we um we had a really uh wet spring we've got a wet spring got most of our maize in but we've still got another five hectares where the paddock has just been too wet and we simply can't get on the ground yet yeah and so you know it's now oh what is it early november and we're concerned uh about where where we're going and but the reality is that is that the data's clear it's not too late to plant maize we get, we get thrown these springs, you know, pretty yeah. frequently. Yeah. And so it's always about applying new conditions and it, and it changes up and down the country. And and we're seeing that this season. I mean, look at the Manawatu or the whole Lower North Island. They were looking at trying to plant in the middle of September kind yeah. of thing and that was record-breaking. But Just because the conditions were so yeah, good. Yeah, they were yeah, great yeah. at the yeah, time, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. – you guys are spring. right on board with the marketing department, <laughs> are you? Like you just, yeah, they, yeah, but they, uh, the data, I mean, the data backs it up, mate. You know, me, I'm sort of like this geeky person that, is, that numbers are important, as, as I'm sure, you know, as I know yeah. you are as well. But the data is actually quite clear on this, is that maize has got a pretty wide um, planting window in some regions. I mean, in, in Canterbury, what's it like? We'll start planting in the start of October. Yep. And they, they'll still plant well into November, to the end of November. Even one of our colleagues... Right, Duncan Galanders works on his system planting like that late, so he's not worried about it getting hit with frosts or anything like that. Or no, no, well, definitely not at the front, but yeah. the back end they're reasonably okay where they are, and they're going into a winter crop or like a cereal crop afterwards. So it actually fits their system to plant a little bit later. Yeah, and like we we don't have the luxury, should we say, of the Waikato in terms of the hybrid range that you guys have got. Yeah. But there's still a couple that they can play with down there. Okay, so let's quickly jump on that. We want to be a bit. Uh, we're going to rein this in just a, <laughs> just a fraction. Uh, I mean, I can talk about yeah, this all I know day. Yeah, we can. Yeah, and we can we can waffle on for ages here. But here we go, Ian. Uh, what do we mean when we're talking, say, in the Waikato Bay of Plenty North? And if we start defining this down a little bit, when we say a wide planting window, what are we talking about? Give us the kind of the range and give us the implications. Yeah, of that look. Range. So we've got people planting the third week in September, yeah. and then we've got people planting right up until the end of November. Yeah. And because of the, the season and also because of the particular hybrids, there is very little impact in terms of yield. Sure, our shorter maturities don't usually yield as much as our longer maturities, but in these tough conditions, our shorter maturities may, in field, may impact yield as much as our long maturity. Yeah. It's, it's about grabbing that yield with or that yield potential with yep. those shorter maturity hybrids. If we're still to actually keep with a long maturity, we could actually hamper or not get to that yield potential. Oh, and the other thing is too is that, in, like in the Waikato, getting our pasture back on on time is absolutely yeah. is, is pretty critical. And yeah. so, if we miss that window, um, then that creates issues. But for that'd us be as well. the same thing. I'll come to you in a yeah, minute, yeah. Matt. But that would be the same thing in Canterbury. But we used to work on this theory of you know by the middle of uh, March you want your, your new grass in, right? You want your new grass in and get it grazed before the winter, and away you go. 
Is there a risk or are you saying, hey, look, we can, with the shorter maturing hybrids, there's enough hybrid range there to plant up to the end of November with short hybrids and still largely meet that that time frame yeah, at the other end? Yeah, pretty well. And I think the other thing too is that when you look at a systems level, it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about on the dairy farm, you're going to go with a different range of options. And if you're talking about, say, in the case of a contract grower like myself, I'm really comfortable with planting something like, um, say, an Italian ryegrass or, or an annual ryegrass first week of, of April. Yep. Uh, no trouble at all. And still get and still achieve what I need to do as far as my lambs are concerned. Okay. And Matt, how well, does things change a little bit in the in the well, South Island? My, I suppose my head goes to what happens if you don't. Yeah. So where is that fee going to come from? What happens and if you don't plant? If we don't your, actually put that but, maize okay, in. Yeah, yeah. So we get to that, say, end of November. Well, what are your other options? If we stay in the Waikato, for instance, at the moment. Well, you could grow the sorghum, but but all your small seeds. Oh, I don't think you're just pioneer yeah, products, yeah, yeah. mate. <laughs> oh, that's gold. Of course, mate. I tell you what, haven't you seen the tattoo yeah. on my chest? Yeah. I, I often don't look at you shirtless, mate. <laughs> no, you probably don't want to. <laughs> but that's that, that's the that's the point, though. There are other options, but maize becomes a greater tool later on in the seasons, particularly when we do get dry. We can put a bigger seed into depth and actually get a, a, a better strike or a better crop out of that versus putting in a, a turnips or not getting as much out of your chicory by planting too late, yeah. for instance. Yeah. So, so just coming back down to, say, uh, regions like Canterbury, mm. uh, if you're planting out to, what, late late October is, is what potentially later? Oh, right. no, they'll, they'll go, go into no, go, end of November. Go into the end of November. Water. Most, oh, yeah. Pretty well most yeah. of it's... And, then, yeah. and can you still meet that, that date at the other end or what happens? Because we always forget about what comes out of the other end. What are you, you know, what date are you trying to hit there and what's going in behind it? Yeah, so you're right. And and probably to Ian's point is, is what's going to be the next crop in? And yeah. so for a lot of our contract growers, it's going to be a cereal crop or some sort of winter, winter or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. In that space... Versus if we're on platform or if we're on even some of the runoffs that are producing this, they're probably wanting to get a, a pasture in. So that's when we've got to make a call. Is this the right option? Yeah. So if a farmer's trying to work out, you know, what do they plant, Matt? I mean, where can they go? I mean, what, what sort of information would they be able to get? Is Ooh, that, uh, let catalog? me think. Uh, a pioneer. pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Leading question. <of> course. <laughs> uh, no, so at the moment it's a perfect time to talk to your area managers or your merchant, but yeah. both of them are going to know where we're at because obviously we're still working with seed supply. On the back of the cyclone, across our hybrids, yeah. we've, we've been restricted. So they'll know what actual hybrids you actually have to play with this season. So, I mean, our team are probably worried about this going to the airwaves, to be honest, yeah. because we've got – we in some hybrids we are limited. So those choices and dropping down in maturity are going to be challenged. And yeah. so just, just communication with the team because the, the – the website isn't going to tell you that. So have we got enough seed, though, in every maturity group? I mean, there might be individual hybrids that, you know, that are in short supply, but what about maturity group? Within a few CRM, you'll find a hybrid for yeah, you. Right. When, yeah. when you're talking maturity group, Ian, you're talking short, medium, long. Yeah, large. that's right. I mean, I think that it's really easy to focus on an individual hybrid, but I think in these situ- situations you go, okay, so within this short maturity group, yeah, um, what is going to be the best hybrid in that situation? Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you drop five CRM, down south, and that could be a week, ten days kind of thing up here. It's a within a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to rein this back in a little, a little yield uh, variation. You know, when you start to push 
late or with shorter maturing hybrids? I think, Ian, you touched on it very early on in this conversation, but do you want to elaborate a little yeah. bit about so potential an, yield loss look, or so what that, you give away? Uh, yeah, look, I would love to see the research done over a year on a whole farm system because, I mean, I, I've had farmers that actually deliberately plant in the first and second weeks of November because they get all that ryegrass right through spring, which is actually really, really valuable feed yeah, for so them. Yeah, so if you're growing 60, 70 a day for another month. Absolutely. Yeah. Then, then, you know, there's, there's another two tonne of feed. And then yeah. they might drop a tonne of yield in maize, but they're quite happy. They say, well, actually that spring ryegrass is really important to me. I'd much rather put that into milk. Yep. And then I can use that extra feed uh, from the maize silage later yep. uh, to put on body conditions. So you go, I'll take the grass silage potentially now. Yep. Uh, I'll use that in the early part of summer. And maize rolls in behind that. Beautiful. Yep. I mean, our colleague Roland Simbers' um, work showed that the yield drop up till about the middle of November, anyway, is is very negligible. Yeah. Beyond that, we're starting to start to see some uh, yield drop after that. Yeah. And Matt, any comments on that in the South Island? Probably dealing with a narrow range of it, hybrids, it, anyway. It is, and like a lot of in the North Island at the moment, there's a lot of shall I say fear around El Nino and what that's going to happen. So that's where people are trying to get crops in. We've got water down there, don't we? Yeah. So that guarantees a bit of a, our yield down there and their yield swings won't be as greater as what we'll see up here. Yeah. But also I think too, I think there's there's a, we, we know maize is a deep rooting crop and it will actually run. It'll, it'll, it'll go. It'll go for, um, you know, water if it needs it. It'll, it'll, it'll root down if there's water present further down, isn't it? Yeah. Because we, we know it'll, you know, I mean, it could go as far as three or four metres in terms of its rooting depth. Yeah. So it'll chase water if it needs to. Hey, look, guys, um, pretty well summed up, I think. Uh, you know, there's some really uh, good messages in there. What I like about it from a systems point of view is anything that sort of in any product, if you like, that gives you plenty of decision points during the period that's, you know, that you're available to make that decision, you know, whether it be early or late or and, and kind of manipulate the, the hybrids in this case to kind of adapt to that. Is, is a good thing and, and just working out, I guess, how it's going to fit your environment. Uh, we'd encourage farmers to talk to our area managers, you know, talk to their merchants like we would always encourage them to do so to kind of find out what's going to work. Matt, just, you're busting to jump in here. Mate. Just, you got, I, the reason why you'd plant late is because conditions haven't been good, right? Yeah, yeah. So we might have a systems thing around grass, but you might not have been able to get on that paddock. So. Yeah. If the conditions or, change, change your speed. Or, or if you've planted a small seed crop and it's failed. I mean, you know, we yep. often will see late planted maize crops to pick up some, say, a failed turnip crop or something like that. Yeah, so there, I mean, there are a range of reasons. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Just pretty much every time we go to do a sum up, there's a sum up after the sum up. But hey, guys, there's some great additional points there. I'll give you, I'll give you merit on that. Uh, look, uh, just really encourage listeners to uh, seek the advice from our area managers, seek the advice from the merchants. Maze does have a wide planting window. It's a great product, as we know. We're a big uh, supporter of it. And uh, just encourage our listeners to tune in, follow, like our uh, podcast, share it with their friends, and uh, tune in for the next episode. And we'll uh, forward to you guys listening in again. 